Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., so join us if you want to learn about the local Cleveland community's culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, so we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. On air with me today is Johnny Woo, the ghost host. <laughs> and also with us is OCA President Lisa Wong. Yes. <laughs> so Lisa, we need to come up with a host name for you at some point. Yeah, we should. <laughs> that will be That's on okay. Our... <laughs> It'll be on our list, maybe, maybe. It'll come naturally. We'll give it some time. Um, so Lisa's here today because she wants to talk about GOTV, and that's the letters GOTV, which means get out the vote. And Lisa, you guys have been doing a lot of phone banking to um, call a lot of the Asian Americans. And uh, I did this last year. Some of them are even non-Asian Americans. And reminding them that coming up on Tuesday is uh, voting day. Right. Tuesday, November 3rd is election day in Ohio. And we are reaching out to those in northern Ohio, mostly the Asian Pacific American community. So we're reaching out to voters to remind them to vote this coming Tuesday. So, you know, whether they vote by mail, they need to turn in their uh, absentee ballot before Election Day or um, visit uh, their uh, county board of elections for early voting or vote on Election Day, which in Ohio polls open from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. I actually know where the Board of Elections is for Cuyahoga County. I drove past it. Actually, I drive past it a lot, and I just, it's, it's downtown on uh, Perkins Avenue. Can people uh, register there? Or Is it Perkins or East well, 30th? I thought it was East no. 30th. It's, isn't it's, it at the intersection of East 30th and Perkins? East 30th and Euclid Avenue, Euclid. actually. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I guess I lied. And, I don't know where it's pretty close. And actually, to register for this coming Tuesday election, you would have to register before October 5th because it has to be 30 days before election day. Uh, so for this coming election, you would have had to already been registered by October 5th. But we can register people, um, you know, for next time so yeah. that for the presidential um, ones, Which you, know, you want to make sure that you're. Right? Yeah. Yes. I think there's one in March and another mm -hmm. one in May. And also, um, OCA does a lot of voter registration as well, am I correct? And it's not limited to just Asian Americans. Anybody can register through OCA? Oh, yeah. You know, we set up a table at Asia Plaza on East 30th and Payne, um, right mm -hmm. in front of Liwa Restaurant. And we will register anybody who comes by our table. Um, right now, because we're focusing on GOTV work, we're not at that table regularly. Mm -hmm. But after um, Election Day, we will start back up and you'll see us there on occasion. And you can stop by the table to pick up an absentee ballot for next time or to register to vote. And we will turn your um, application into the Board of Elections. And it's really a painless process to register. You just pretty much have to show an ID and sign your name so they can compare it when you go in to vote. Um, also, you can uh, ask questions on Asia Town Voice on our Facebook site. You just uh, Google Asia Town Voice, or you can contact Lisa. Um, 
on Facebook <laughs> or email, right? President OCA. Yeah, president OCAGC.org. Or you could you can always text me. <laughs> are you two one six? Well, <laughs> all right. Well, we have. I have a thing. I don't like to give out my number, <laughs> but if you want to. <laughs> well, we do have an OCA uh, number. It's our voicemail number. Oh. So people can actually call that number and leave a voicemail. Sounds they good. can. They can also text. Oh yeah, that's right. You can text. So yes. um, for all the listeners, before we give the number out, I uh, just want to let you guys know we are trying this new way of uh, doing this this programming. Um, currently, we are all in our own home. <laughs> yes, Skyping. Skyping and <laughs> do this Skype. as a test to see how the quality of sounds. And mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to reach out uh, OCA about the voting or any OCA uh, pre, uh, future events, they can contact Lisa Wong at what number? Your president. Oh, well, email president at org, or let's see, our phone number, our voicemail line is 216-236-3946. And you can use the number to text her too. I don't, yeah, you can do that too, yes. Yes. Cool. So could you repeat that number? Because I know for me, like the first time you said it, I was probably rushing for a pen. Okay, it's 216-236-3946. And you don't have to be Asian American. Anybody can register. And if you have questions on the registration process and how it's done, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Lisa would be happy to answer those questions. She's sorry. probably going to be sorry. really mad. <laughs> I just volunteered her to do all those question and answers. Yeah. Well, there's three requirements. One, you have to be a citizen, a U.S. citizen. Two, you have to be 18 or over. And three, let's see, you have to be a resident in Ohio for at least 30 days before an election. Mm-hmm. And so... Even 17-year-olds, if you're going to turn um, 18 by election, election day, yeah, then you could register. So here's, here's one question that I think some of the, some of the listeners was, might be wondering. Why it is so important to go vote, especially for the Asian Pacific American citizens? We are one of the most underrepresented uh, voting minorities in Ohio. Across the U.S., actually. Oh, I, I so, only look at the Ohio stats, but but the, you know that would make sense, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so historic. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Well, nationally, OCA across the U.S. were working in many areas throughout the U.S. to motivate and encourage the API community to get out and vote. So there's no no way you can complain if you voted. Or, you know, you didn't vote. You cannot complain about the result of your your officials that be working for you, right? Right, right. If you want a voice, you have to vote because that's your way of saying what you want. So does OCA uh, provide uh, up to date coverage? Uh, well, I guess coverage is a bad bad word to, or bad way to phrase it. But is there any way to be, stay up to date on the current events and issues that are going to be on the ballot? I mean, are there links on the OCA website or is there a discussion that we could join at some point? There are some links on our website right now. Um, I put them up. Um, there's some links to the state of Ohio um, website, which depending on which county you're in, you could probably click on your county and it'll take you to your county's Board of Elections page. And there you can get current um, voting information. And I know on the state of Ohio site, myohiovote.com, you can look up the state issues. There are three 
issues, issues one, two, and three. And there is information on each of um, those there. So it's probably just what's on the ballot as it is written. And if you go to, say, the League of Women Voters, I believe they have more information on those issues. So if you go to myohiovote.com, there's on the right-hand side, there's a column and there's a box that says no, the statewide issues. And there you can say, you know, there's state issue one, two, and three. And to the right of that, you can click learn more and then you'll see ballot language, explanation. Um, there's, there's proponents, that's arguments for the proponents and the opponents. And then there's a website link. There's also links to Facebook and Twitter pages on both sides. So, you know, voters can get a lot of information this way. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. In fact, when you, if you go to ocagc.org, you can actually have a link that you can go to the, to the myohiovote.com.org, right? I'm looking at it right yes. now to stay issue one, two, and three. Uh, and in the past, you know, Asian Town Voice, we've even brought on um, locally for the councilman uh, elections. We uh, interviewed both candidates to have them talk about the issues that they were going to cover, um, you know, just to give people an idea and just to give them a voice of what what they had plans for in our community. Right. So about those primaries, huh? <laughs> There was actually a very interesting video that I watched the other day, and um, uh, it was one of the major universities who did it, and I can't remember. They had about approximately the same number of Republicans and Democrats in a room, and they asked the Republicans to wear a red shirt and the Democrats to wear a blue shirt, and they asked um, a series of questions, and they drew two circles on the ground for yes and no answers, and they would have the people either stand in a yes circle or the no circle for the answers, and it was a sample, uh, a representative sample of the population in, um, in, in a, a university uh, town. And, the <laughs> and it shows actually how often that the two different parties agree. And that was pretty amazing, in my opinion. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it and I will share it on the Asian Town Voice Facebook page. Okay. And another thing that I recently saw... Um, there are language assistance lines where they can help people with um, voting or um, anything like that during on election day in English, Cantonese, Mandarin, Tagalog, Korean, and Vietnamese. Hmm. So it's available to any voter who needs information, assistance, or guidance in understanding their rights. It's so also like... Does that mean that anybody can go to any of these voters, uh, voters uh, registered places and be able to have assistance in different languages? Well, I mean, it's a 1-800 number. So it's 888-API-VOTE. Oh, it. So anyone who needs assistance, whether at the polls, they can call from their cell phone or, you know, from home, you know, they could call and get language assistance. Okay. That's actually very important. This way, uh, encourage people to go out and vote. 
and we're not telling anybody to go vote to certain partisan. Um, it's uh, it's up to the the listeners to decide what they want to do. But we want to that we want to encourage everybody to go out and vote. Yes, we are right. nonpartisan. Uh, just <laughs> right. Cool. So, anything else OCA has been doing right now besides the get out to vote? Well, we also are working on project raised with um, other Asian com- Asian American communities throughout. Um, Greater Cleveland, we're working on Project Raise, which is um, healthy eating, active living, and OCA is actually um, helping to promote a Tai Chi class at Asian Town Center on Sundays. Um, right now, the teacher's on um, vacation, but she will be back November 29. So Sunday 29 from 3:30 to 5, she does a Tai Chi um, session. Oh. That's pretty cool. So these, yeah, well, these sessions are um, what she does is it's just like the six-minute routine. Those of you who know Tai Chi um, might be familiar with this, but they it's like I think it's like a 23, 21 to twenty-three movement thing. I could be wrong on those numbers, but it's this set routine, and she repeats it. So she'll she'll do the routine. It takes about six minutes. She'll take a little break and do it again. And again, so I tried it for the first time a few Sundays ago, and that was quite an experience. Did you get so tired or it. or you got just too hard? It's not hard. It's actually <laughs> relaxing. Um, you find it relaxing because you have to, you know, move slow. Wow. And you're also trying to concentrate on the movement, like, you know, am I doing this right? So, so I guess I'm not um, going to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to fall asleep. Why? Why, why would you fall asleep? Because too slow, and then my body will be calmed down, <laughs> and then like falling asleep. Well, I guess you can do it fast, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> super Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah, super Tai Chi. So who is the teacher again? Um, it's actually the um the herbal store there, Byway oh, yeah, Herbal yeah. Store. Yeah. So the lady there is the instructor. She's been mm. doing this for years. They've been doing um they've been teaching classes since the store opened. And they mm-hmm. have a good following um, of about 10, 15 people. And we're trying to help them grow those numbers and to let more people in Asia Town and the greater community find out about or, you know, participate in this Tai Chi class. Because it is free. There's no mm-hmm. pressure. Oh. She's not like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. She's just, you know, she'll just lead it. And everyone goes at their own pace. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, you should try it out. <laughs> Yeah, then I'm going to fall asleep. No. <laughs> I think uh, John Cosmo, who's also part of the OCA Dragon Dance team, he also teaches Tai Chi, but yes. I don't know how consistently because I don't see a sign ever. I think he does it Saturdays, right? I think he, yeah, um, I think he works on Saturdays. He teaches on Saturdays. Yeah. Right, he, he does private lessons on Saturdays and probably other times, but we will be working with him in the future to have some kind of regular Tai Chi class, but it hasn't been set yet. It's probably for next year. Oh, okay. Just to let you know, I used to teach aerobics at the Chinese school in Shaker Heights, the Taiwanese Chinese school, and it was a killer class. I had a lot of ladies who were fans because it really made them sweat. <laughs> just saying, just saying. <laughs> they all well, I hear, <laughs> I hear if you do Tai Chi right, you will sweat. That is Because true. of all the energy flowing within you. But obviously, I'm not at that point. 
And it also takes, but you know, with Tai Chi, since it is part meditation, it takes a while to really get uh, accustomed to it. Um, you know, like you said, to learn how to do the moves correctly. And for a lot of people, they're not used to doing the slow meditative stuff. So the faster stuff just gets them to burn calories. And if you're a housewife, you know, that's usually your end goal. So, <laughs> well, you know, you can do is uh, you can stay in front of the light bulb. So you'll be, yeah, <laughs> you could go into like a sauna. <laughs> you'll be sweating very fast. Really easy. <laughs> but, but in all actually, you know, <laughs> tai really I good. find it quite amazing that the teachers who, part, you know, the practitioners of Tai Chi, the ones who do it really well, they actually are sweating, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and, and you can tell, you know, so I don't know, you know, I'm not the, at that point, but. You know, they're doing something more than just meditation, you know? Yeah. So the, the class is going to start back up in when again? November 29th, Sunday. Sundays, okay. So after right. Thanksgiving. Every... Yeah. yeah. At what time to what time? 3.30 to 5. 3.35. Okay, Every so... Sunday. Every Sunday. So listeners, you guys have nothing else to do on Sunday after church. You can just hang out there and then relax and do some Tai Chi and go home and relax and sleep. By the way, yes. I found my bell. <laughs> I just heard that. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, okay, enough of that. Yeah, it's really nice to have this back. That's Actually, cool. if you can explain, because some of us may not understand, what is the oh the bell? Of the bell? <laughs> okay, um, one of our earlier shows, we had a musician on our um, Asia Town Voice episode. I think it was Rosalie, right, Johnny? Yes. Yep. Rosalie, and she played the guzhen, which is like a Chinese zither. And she had her friend, Janice Liu, and she played the arhu, which is a Chinese violin with two strings. And since it was an episode about music, I brought in my Tibetan singing bowl. And the Tibetan singing bowl has um, different sizes for different pitches, and they're supposed to be attuned to different chakra levels on the body. And... Um, most of the time it's used by monks to meditate and occasionally it's used as a musical instrument. So I figured that that is like the one instrument I can play. I just hit it and it dings. So, <laughs> so I brought it in and we had a conversation about it and I forgot it in Johnny's office for a while. So the first year we did Asia Town Voice, it was part of our show. Whenever somebody said something that was ding worthy, you got a ding. Or in that case, ding, many ding worthy as in good. <laughs> Or something yes, that good, sounds yes. like a punchline. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I can't get it. All right. But um, while we're on the topic of um, Chinese culture um, and Asian culture in, in general, um, something, the Halloween's coming up, obviously. Actually, Halloween just passed when this would have aired. And there are a couple of holidays in China that celebrate either the dead or honoring the ancestors. And... Um, on a website here, novarena.com, it says that in China, the Halloween festival is better known as a lantern festival, where food and water are placed in front of photographs of family members who have departed. And bonfires and lanterns are lit in order to light the paths of the spirits as they travel the earth on Halloween night. Worshipper, worshippers in Buddhist temples fashion boats of the law from paper, some of which are very large and they can be burned in the evening hours. The purpose of this custom is twofold, as a remembrance of the dead and in order to free the spirits of the pretas, it's spelled P-R-E-T-A-S, in order that they, oh, in so that may, they might ascend to heaven. 
Pretas are the spirits of those who have died as a result of an accident or drowning and whose bodies were consequently never buried. The presence of Pretas among the living is thought of by the Chinese as to be dangerous. Under the guidance of Buddhist temples, societies are formed to carry out ceremonies for the Pretas, which include the lighting of lanterns. Monks are invited to recite sacred verses and offerings of fruit are presented. And if you ever watch Tangled, they light lanterns too, but they're hoping for the princess to come home, not to show the spirits to the other realm. That is a bit off topic. <laughs> but more accurately, um, and this is done around Halloween time, but more accurately, uh, I, I'm Chinese, so I can only speak for the Chinese culture. There is a tomb sweeping day, and in tomb sweeping day, according to ChineseCulture.about.com, it is held 107 days after the start of winter and is celebrated on April 4th or April 5th, depending on the lunar calendar. Tomb sweeping day is a national holiday in China, Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan, with most people having the day off from work or school to allow time to travel to ancestral grave sites. And um, a little bit more about it, it says that uh, it's to commemorate and pay respects to the person's ancestors. Families visit the grave sites to show their respect. It's also known as the Clear Brightness Festival and the Taqing Festival. And um, it says it... The festival was originally the cold food festival that began during the early Zhou dynasty, but evolved into a tomb sweeping festival during the Tang dynasty, where the Tang emperor would give fire to his officials. Hmm. The emperor would light a fire and light branches that he gave to his officials. When the fires would be extinguished by the time the officials made it to their homes, they would leave the branches on the doorsteps. It doesn't really say why, but that's fascinating. Um, having done tomb sweeping on my own, you know, the tombstones in China are a little bit different than just the headstones here or anything else. It's like, yes, there's tombstones, but there's almost like a little courtyard in front of it. And they, you can get these large metal bins from the, the groundskeepers and then you can burn things like fake money. You can burn things like, I don't know, um, a fake pet. Uh, remember fake is the key word uh, fake fruits and you leave foods there you burn incense and it's your way of like talking to the dead and just sending good it's a very positive thing it's not morbid you know I tell people about tomb sweeping and people are like why would you talk to the dead but um, you know my husband he's Caucasian he went and he tomb swept with my family when we were in China and he's like wow the cemeteries here are so beautiful they're like they're like, you know, national parks. I'm like, yeah, because people come here a lot and they talk to their families. So it's really a different thing over there. You know, the dead isn't feared. They don't really worry about zombies so much. <laughs> you know, Just wandering the ancestors. Right? <laughs> wandering ancestors. So, so Tome Sleeping Day is a celebration of the dead, kind of like um, the Day of the Dead. And I, I think that's pretty much about it. It says here in Song Dynasty, candles were used instead of burning branches. And that's about that's about the gist of it. So do you either one of you have any experiences with uh, tome sweeping or any of our uh, Halloween-esque holidays? Well, yes. Well, growing up in Cleveland, um, actually I never knew like when the Chinese holiday was because we you know, always did it on Memorial Day because that's mm -hmm. when everyone got off, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the family members had the day off, so we would all go to the cemetery before noon, and we would just clean, you know, trim the grass around the tombstones and, you know, brush it off, and then, you know, put, put flowers there. And that's about all that we did. 
And we would just do that with all the relatives that were the ancestors that are there. So, and we just know that it's an annual thing. And then we would all go home and eat together. A meal usually is like a sticky rice meal. So the wheat, I mean, I know by tradition, I don't know. I don't know much about the whys and all that, but mm-hmm. that's just something we do as an Americanized version of that tomb sweeping. But I know um, my husband's family, they probably do it in April um, and they probably uh, do it more traditionally. Hmm. But I've never gone with them, so I don't really know. Right. So I, is there a tradition to cremate the body normally uh, in your experience? Because I know that happens a lot, um, at least in what I've experienced with Asian culture. When you lay your dead to rest, you cremate them by, by building a pyre. Of course, now, of course, they have cremation, uh, modern-day cremation chambers. But it came from, instead of just burying your dead, you would, you would burn them. And sometimes you would burn them out at sea. Uh, maybe they do that over in Asia, but in, <laughs> as far as I know, here we don't do that. They'll bury them <laughs> fashion way. I guess it's yeah, just just yeah, regular way. You know, now they can plant you as a tree. Yeah, that's actually yeah. really cool. I um, I, I I don't know exactly how I feel about that because I could see. I don't. Okay, never mind. I. Because I, I never actually read the article, but I've seen the ads about it. And, okay, since it's Halloween, I'm going to say this. But it's really creepy, and I normally wouldn't. But I imagine that if they were planting you as a tree and they put a seed inside of you, it would be really bad because it does take, <laughs> it takes many years for your skeleton to deteriorate. So I was imagining this tree growing out of a ground with a ribcage stuck to it, you know, and leaves coming out of it. <laughs> Some poor um, little kid going to go home crying. So I, I guess this is a good time to take a little break to listen to some, yeah. music, some, some comforting music and we can come back in a few more minutes. <laughs> All right. See you in a bit. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha. So fresh, chilling on his throne, surrounded by incense, fruit and gold, with a heap of sweets piled in his bowl. He guards the gate and protects the threshold. When you bless Bacchus, then you can travel on a sacred journey to an inner temple. He paves the path that leads to your soul, and he's known for removing all obstacles. Now some may think it's illogical, a myth, or just philosophical. Bacchus makes everything possible because elephant power's unstoppable. By all children, known for blessing the homes that we live in. The Lord of all creatures with divine features, inspiring the minds of all true seekers. To the son of Shiva and Parvati, with an elephant's head and a fat belly, with a snake for a belt to hold up his pants. He rides on a mouse and he loves to dance. With the lotus unfolding inside one of his hands and an axe to attack all ignorance, a broom to remove all hindrance, and a noose to reduce all selfishness. He writes the pages while the sages chant, dropping ancient Vedic science so we can comprehend all the many ways that we can transcend. Singing Jay to Ganesh, he's a yogi's best friend. So if you think Ganesh is super fresh, when I say Jay, you say Ganesh. Jay. 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 Jay.
that's best Centered in the chest where the breath is felt When you're blessed by Ganesh, then the stress can melt He destroys the knots, they can find your thoughts He dissolves all walls and breaks the blocks Seeing life's the door to the sacred core And he guards the gate at the pelvic floor The benevolent elephant who's so intelligent At the base of the spine, he's the earth element He's the ruler of the Mulandar Chakra His brother rides a peacock and his name is Skanda He's the son of Uma and Mahadeva I offer this puja to my homie Ganesha To the son of Parvati and Mahesh Dedicated to Ganesh cause he's so fresh When I say Jay, you say Ganesh Come on Jay
ladies and gentlemen, we are back here with Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program here on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. Catch us every Sunday night from 7 to 8 p.m. We talk about the local Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. If you really like us, check us out at uh, Asia Town Voice on Facebook. And give your support to WJCU so they can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. I am Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady, here with Johnny Woo, the ghost host. And also with us today is OCA president, Lisa Wong. Yay! (laughs) Did did we lose you with my odd comment about the... uh, the corpse in the <laughs> sorry Lisa she's really quiet for a moment there so that all right must be really new <laughs> yeah well yeah but you know actually they, they would cremate you before they put the seed in there and I, I think it's a really nice concept they also have um these machines that turn your body into a diamond which I think is really romantic but uh but you know it that takes... sounds better <laughs> it, it does sound a lot better but that's been around for quite a while but um Okay, so I'm taking a look at upcoming events, and besides um, Daylight Savings Time, which happened today, if today is November 1st, there isn't a whole lot of Asian holidays coming up. I'm sorry, I totally lied. Diwali is coming. And, Diwali, Diwali. And also there's the, uh, the ICC Win holiday event coming up. Yes, in December. Yes. Um, I, Wednesday, that is, that December is, 16th? Yes, from 7... I'm sorry, from 6 p.m. It starts at 6 p.m. But uh, but for the month of November, um, it says that Diwali, I have it on my calendar as the 7th, but that, there's an event, a Diwali event I'm going to on the 7th. Um, hmm. Okay, anybody... well, th- there's another event, the Vietnamese Culture Garden oh. uh, Design Competition deadline is November 30th. Okay, this is a design competition for the Vietnamese garden, uh, Culture Garden. Can you uh, read us the the flyer? Yes, I'm trying to read that right now. Um, the deadline is November 30th on Saigon Plaza. Uh, the design competition is underway for the Vietnamese Cultural Gardens. Be sure to enter your design by November 30th to be considered. Um, what 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 do you mean by design? Like um, a garden design? Yes, garden design. Price. Can you? Do you have to be like a landscaper or can anybody just kind of draw? Apparently anybody can do it. Price is $500 for the first place, $250 second place, $100 third place. So what are they looking for? Like a completely new layout or they want to design a statue? Or... The, you know, that's a very good question because all, yeah. you, what is, all you say is, uh, okay, there's a theme. The theme is dragon and fairies descendants. So you had to design something for the Okay, it, I think very that's vague. very... It is very vague. Very, um, I, I understand why they chose the word fairy, but I, with Asian culture, I think fairy, when we say fairy, we think Tinkerbell. And I think a more accurate translation would be either goddesses or apsaras. Apsaras yeah. are more accurate. I just sent you the invite on, on Facebook, Yen. You can take a look at it too. <laughs> Maybe I'll submit something. Yeah. Um, but back to Diwali. Diwali this year is November 11th. So... Um, Besides one company event that I was invited to, I don't have any community events that I can share. So, I do see one that says Indian Festival of Lights. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it's for that holiday. This will be at Aerial International Center, which is on East 40th Street. Tickets are $30. Um, ah. Under 12 is $10. 
So I got this at uh, brownpapertickets.com, event number 2404270. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is great. Someone did send me that in an email. Okay. And I'm looking at the site right now. I don't see anything right now here. I but go ahead, Jen. Uh, no, I was gonna say Diwali is probably one of my favorite with all the dancing and all well actually there's dancing and food at every Indian celebration I've been to. But yeah. for some reason the food is exceptionally better around Diwali, at least for the invitations that I have received. So So what's the the, the Diwali uh ad? The the I'm going to yes. or where it comes from? No, no, I don't know. It... It's with my husband's company. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I just have the time and the date. I don't have a location. It's not. A, it's not a open to the community event. Got so it. so it's probably I a private event. <laughs> it's a private event. If I, so, so if I, I bring like twenty people, <laughs> I'm never going to get invited back again. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can let us know afterwards to say, tell us how you went. How you went? Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe I can do a couple interviews, or you know, yeah, why not? They're going to look at me like, what? <laughs> like, no. I don't know, because I, in my experience, you know, sometimes at holiday events, people say things that they don't later want to be quoted. So, and this goes from all cultures. So mm-hmm. yeah. So the other one will be the December 16, which is the ICC Worldwide Wing that we just mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, that is the... Is, is this still at the um, medical... Uh... Yeah, the Global Center for Health Innovation. Yes. Yes, that's yeah, what it's, it's called. called. The <laughs> yeah. it's called the Next to the holiday celebration. It's and the tickets are reasonable too, aren't they? They're only ten dollars. Yep. Right. And I think early registration is ten dollars. It might go up to fifteen once they uh, start running Got it. low. I, I think there's a special now that's ten dollars. Got it. And um, is there a website event page that we can share on Asia Town Voice? Uh, there is. Yes. There is. If you go to www.icc-win.org, there should be event information there and also a Facebook event at their Facebook page for the International Community Council Worldwide Intercultural Network. I know it's a long name. They're looking at Combined other name. options. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to find that right now. And they encourage people to wear traditional dress as well. Yep. Um, can I ride my scooter? <laughs> if and you dress can I like wear Aladdin. the T-Rex? <laughs> What's no, T-Rex? Probably. What about the T-Rex? I want to be riding with it on the T-Rex. Maybe not that one. Oh, man. Wait, what, what, what T-Rex? You didn't see my T-Rex? No. What T-Rex? Oh, you miss it. Uh, let me show, show you the, the Facebook video. Me on T-Rex riding a scooter. Is it, is it on your Facebook page? Yeah. Wait, is it that T-Rex costume that everybody has nowadays? Yeah. With the faces and the neck? Oh! <laughs> I can picture it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, there's a cat wearing a costume on your, your page. No, I just tag you. I just tag you the picture, the video. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. So okay. it's me on the costume and riding the scooter. So it's going to be a fun thing to do. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I can't tell that's you. <laughs> I, I was surprised. I mean, I, I tried to get a couple more, but then they already sold out. The costume or the scooter? That's co- the costume. But you didn't do anything fun on it. Well, not yet. I just got it. I'm oh, be... you don't want to fall. Not yet. <laughs> Let, let's talk about uh, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So what are your plans? 
Well, well, I gotta be my T Rex. Well, are you trick or treating? Going to a party. I'm going to party. Uh, well, I went to the party the past Saturday, so. Because I'm think... pretty sure that you know nobody can tell if you're a kid or not. You could be like a really tall kid, and you're on a scooter. They're gonna think your costume is cool. You could still get lots of free candy. <laughs> good point. Yeah, so you can still get some candy. <laughs> Very good point. The only yeah. problem is I had to get off my scooter to go up the stairs. Oh yeah, you need one of those segways that climb stairs. Yeah, I don't think they exist. They should. Well, he needs a hovercraft. Oh, oh that would be a good one. In a few a years, get a hovercraft. Yes. Yeah, for the uh, 40 Hours Horror uh, premiere, I was going to ride uh, the scooter on my T-Rex, but they, they didn't allow me to do the T-Rex because Aww. of safety yeah. liability issues. So I do. But they let me do the, the scooter, so they're kind of nice, at least for that point. Okay. <laughs> that was being worthy. Yes. So you said you're going to a party for Halloween. Yes. Um, gonna, that's actually this past Saturday because today is the November 1st. We can hear this. Ah, yes, yes. Lisa, are you taking the kids trick-or-treating? Um, well, they're going out. They're going out. Without you? <laughs> well, someone has to stay at home and pass out the candy or else we're going to have um, the angry trick-or-treaters. Aww. Are they going to TP your, your house if you don't give them, t- you know, candies? We've never tried not giving them candies. <laughs> but there are been homes that have been TP'd in the neighborhood. Really? But you live in a well, not particularly from, from the ho- holiday, for the Halloween. You, you live in a neighborhood where it seems like they're nice kids, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. We live in a neighborhood where there's a roughly about 100 houses in this 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 area so i think a lot of people tend to come here because they can get a lot of houses and not a lot of walking and we have sidewalks because got it or you not, know kids could just get scooters anyway so <laughs> we, had one, we have one kid that rides in a, um, a handicapped scooter oh he does fine oh i meant like johnny scooter but <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can steal that away from me. <laughs> Wait, don't you have two of them? A backup one? Yeah. Um, Jedediah is using that right now. Oh, for school? Yeah. He injured injured his uh, ankle, even though he's getting better. Wait. But uh, If he injured his <laughs> ankle, doesn't, don't you really need ankle control to control that thing? Apparently, he's, he claimed that it does a better job in helping him heal faster. <laughs> yeah, that's what he has, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's never gonna live this one down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Next time I'll be like, "Hey, can I eat that brownie of yours? You know, it, it does better in my stomach than yours." So there you go. <laughs> I did steal a brownie from him the other day. Um, well, I am actually. I, I went to a wedding. My friend got married on Halloween. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I felt a little bit apprehensive because you know, if you ever watch. Uh, the Crow with uh, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. Um, that's that's the movie he died making. So, <laughs> oh. but, and I'm sorry. I'm, I, let me rephrase that. The Crow is a movie where he uh, died making. He was engaged to be married on Halloween. And there, there. That's what I was trying to say. So for all, it was, all an, people, it was an accident. You know, there was it, a, it, it, it was an accident. But you know, it's still kind of like, Scoop. I don't know. creepy. Yeah, a little bit. So, so Johnny, you see any ghosts recently? <laughs> Unfortunately, I have not. I've been hoping. Unfortunately, to... you want to see ghosts? Yeah. 
Yeah, unlike normal people, I usually like to see ghosts beside myself, you know. But do you get excited or what? I would get excited, yes. Really? Yeah. What do they look like when you what? see them? It all depends. Sometimes you see it like a like 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 a um, transparent figure, and you sometimes can make out what kind of clothing they wear or, or stuff like that. Oh, you can see their clothes. Yeah, but not very often. What depending whether or not I have a very clear mind or not st- too stressed. I see. You know, when you get older, you you tend to have a tendency to yeah. just shut off that part of the, yeah. the environment. So, so you see pretty historically accurate clothes. Sometimes, not always. That's fascinating. I'm fascinated. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see ghosts because they really scare me. But oh, uh, <laughs> they they won't hurt you unless you really want to intimidate them or well, make what them about, hurt you. Okay, aren't there different terms? A poltergeist is some one thing, and then a ghost is one thing, and then like something. They do. Like... It, it's kind of interesting also that um, uh, I've been re- reading a lot that they said that in in Taiwan, particularly speaking, Taipei, you see a lot more ghosts than any other cities. And that's where you're from, right? Originally. Well, that's where I live for four years. Ah. <laughs> no, so I don't carry ghosts all over the places. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you're like a ghost magnet. <laughs> but uh, the 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 nightmare I had when I was twelve years old was seeing two red eye on the wall. Vivid yeah. red eye. You on know the what? Dark wall. Aaron probably doesn't want me to share the story, but he used to have dreams about a. A, re- a reoccurring dream of a person with dark red eyes, and yeah. According to my mom, that might be actually the death is trying to catch the person or you know take the person's soul. From you? From you know killing you, basically speaking, take you to death. From you or somebody nearby, and they were just passing through your room. No, to to me. For example, if I see the red eye, that means I'm supposed to be dead that moment. Mm-hmm. If Aaron be having a recurring dream like that, it might be meaning that either the 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 ghost or the the devil is trying to take his you know ripper is trying to take his soul or he have lots of things in his mind that he doesn't want to let people know about secrets. Well, he he stopped having them after the marriage. No, because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am that devil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, he he stopped having a dream quite a while ago. But it's uh, I I can't remember ever having a nightmare that terrifying before, and I hope I don't. So. I'm kind of a, a scaredy cat when it comes to things like that. Does Lisa have any nightmares? Yeah, Lisa. How about you? <laughs> well, maybe if I sleep more regularly. <laughs> <laughs> None that I can remember. <laughs> you know, they actually say that if you don't sleep very well and then you suddenly get into a deep sleep, you're more likely to have nightmares because there's a lot more for your mind to process. Or, uh, or eat a lot and just go to bed right away, right after. Uh, and, I'm sorry, what was that? If you have a full stomach or food. And you go to oh, sleep yeah. right away, you will have nightmare. Guarantee. Really? I, I, I got I got hit that all the time, which I love. You like nightmares? <laughs> yeah, only a few ones I I can handle. Just a couple of days ago, I had one about my my whole family died. Oh, that was scary. I could and I was slapping myself in my face to try to wake myself up. Really? And I knew I was sleeping, but I couldn't wake up. And that was horrible. Huh? That's when you post it like in the middle of the night. That's what yep, I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> see how late I stay up to see that post? <laughs> She's the wait. She waits for me to do my first phase of dreaming. <laughs> I go back to sleep. No, I've actually slept on full stomachs um, quite a bit. And I, I, I can't say it really. It gives me more interesting dreams. But I don't really call them nightmares. Huh. 
Maybe you can try it. Or the other way, just hypnotize yourself, telling yourself, you know, saying something like, you know, I want to sleep and I want to have a nightmare. Uh, no, I want to <laughs> have a nightmare. So Johnny no, wants to have a nightmare. And you know, that's where the movie's coming from. All the ideas for movies coming from nightmares. And how come you don't make more horror movies, Johnny? Because uh, I don't want to compete with other people. Is horror a pop- popular genre? Yes. Really? Yeah. Cleveland. Oh. In all over the world because it's cheaper. Well, slasher film is cheaper to make. Horror film is much more. It's a, it's a, it's a culture. So everybody would, would like oh. to be there. You know, I actually watched an indie film on Netflix. I can't remember what it was about. It was, well, okay, I can't remember the title, but I remember what it was about. It was about an alien abduction and it started off really good. It's about um, this guy who disappears from a party and he ends up coming back. And you kind of assume, based on his speech and everything, that he was abducted by aliens. And now he's obsessed with breaking into Area 51. The whole movie, it's one of those on first-person point of view shooting things, like the Blair Witch Project. And the whole thing was pretty well done, up until the part they get into the lower levels of Area 51. And everything is jumbled and it's frustrating. And granted, it makes sense, if you think about it logically, because these people are disorientated, they're freaking out. You know, there's obviously aliens, but you don't see anything clearly, and there's no answers in the end. And they did it, I think, in a wrong way. And it got a pretty low rating, but I still watch the rating movies because I, I think they're just a very specific niche kind of thing. Mm. But this one I kind of agreed because there's no closure. And it wasn't the kind where it's like it leaves you wondering. It was the kind that leaves you pissed off. So uh. <laughs> where it's like, um, it was great. We expected a pretty good finale, and you just kind of... Let it Botched go. it yeah. at the end, yeah. Maybe you, sh- you should watch the 48 Hours Horror Film Projects. <laughs> I should have, but it was really rainy and we didn't want to go anywhere. My, yeah, uh, I understand. My engine light came on and I was like, oh, wow. Well, um. That whole night I have a migraine headache, so it's kind of annoying. Maybe your migraine headaches are related to you seeing ghosts. I don't know, or maybe just because of weather. So what do you think like, about Lisa? Did you enjoy all the horror films that you watched in 48 Hours? It was interesting. Um... There are some interesting techniques that I was quite impressed with. Okay. What do you mean? She's being diplomats. <laughs> diplomatic. No, no. <laughs> well, actually, um, one of the 48s that was not a horror thing, I think the theme one year was um, a dentist was a character, so there were a lot of dental yeah. um, short films. That was hard to watch because I, I, I actually bought that pass to see all three group wow. screenings and I, that was too much for me. <laughs> so these screenings for this horror, it wasn't so bad. You know, better than I expected. Which one you had with the, uh, you only participated in group A, so which one of the film you had the most uh, memorable, uh, you remember the um, most? I Besides the one that Wayne is in. The zombie one was good. Zombie one. Well, the zombies, the Walking Dead. Oh my God. (sighs) Okay. No, don't talk about that. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Just have not caught up. Sorry. (laughs) All right, I'm done. (laughs) I just know everyone's saying that. Uh, but a little bit off topic. Um, not with the Asian community, but with the Serbian community. The Cleveland Serbian Film Festival is coming on Sunday, November fifteenth, at one o'clock and three o'clock. And then again on Sunday, November 22nd at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. It will be held at the Parma Snow Branch of Cuyahoga County Public Library, located at 2121 Snow Road, Parma. And uh, tickets are $10 per movie. 
So again, Cleveland Serbian Film Festival is Sunday, November 15th at 1 and 3 p.m. Then again, Sunday, November 22nd at 1 and 3 p.m. Movies are uh, $10 each, and it is at 2121 Snow Road in Parma. Oh, okay. Speaking of movies, are you guys going? I saw that. I'm yeah. not sure this, yet. Do we know if this is like their first year or this has been going on for a while? I, I, I don't know. But I, I, you know, I don't want to, I've been more interested in foreign movies the last couple of years, so it's likely that I'll try my best to catch one. But Sundays usually are not a good day for me. So. Well, isn't Serbian still a part of Asia? Cricket, cricket. <laughs> I, uh, I should know this. You're making me doubt myself. <laughs> cricket, cricket. <laughs> what continent is Serbia located in? Europe. Europe, okay. Good. okay. I didn't want to say no, it's Europe, duh, because it's, it's, it's like Eastern Europe. It's pretty close. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should check that first. <laughs> because I'm, I just did a Google and said uh, Serbian people are Asian descent on the Wikipedia. Uh, so I was like, huh? You you did Wikipedia yeah. said that. That's um really. Yeah. That's weird. So maybe it's some some typo or some mistake there. Yeah. I'm just googling are Serbian people Asian. Category, Serbian people of Asian descent, Wikipedia. Yeah, see? Huh, interesting. We learned something new. <laughs> yeah, well, we I will think... have to explore this. <laughs> yes, what we... Well, I'm sorry. I have something that says Serbian people of Asian descent, but there's also, I guess, just like in the U.S., there's you know Serbian of Arab descent and Indian descent. So, you know, there could be... <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe that's why it says that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe there's something new to learn from. Well, and then I guess it just justifies why I mentioned it on Asia Town Voice. Right? Exactly. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing the top of the hour, and we're probably going to play some tunes for you as we end today's hour-long Asia Town Voice. Um, is there anything else we'd like to say, closing statements, when it comes to food or what? Oh, I have something to say, but I'll go last. So. Uh, nothing, for uh, me, for, nothing for me. Okay. Just get out the vote on Tuesday, November 3rd. <laughs> Post, yes. Polls open from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. As long as you're in line by 7.30, you can still vote at your location. But you have to go to the location that's assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Very important. Otherwise, yes. you'll be driving all across town. And yes. uh, one of the questions that we ask pretty regularly to our guests, uh, we don't have a guest this week, but normally we do ask our guests what their favorite Asian dish is and if they will cook it for us. And I would like to say that I recently started a cooking blog of the food that I make in my house um, because, you know, people, I, I try not to tell people I like to cook because then they ask me to cook all the time. But I have three dedicated fans on Facebook who keep asking me for wow. recipes. So if you go to yintocook.tumblr.com, you can uh, see all the recipes. That's why I, I was going to spell it. My name is spelled Y-I-N, no G. So Y-I-N to cook, like T-O cook.tumblr.com. So awesome. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into Asian Town Voice. We'll catch you next week at 7 p.m. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.